1: It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a flute and I love films. As Ernest Hemingway once said... The most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of loving someone too much and forgetting that you are special too. It's like how people say Adams Family Values is so much better than the Adams Family, and it's really good, but they argue about it so much that they forget the purity and original genius of the first Adams Family film. Yeah, that is true, Ernest. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Kevin Smith, Sharon Stone and even Aid Frambles. But this week it's the incredible writer, actor and director, Mr. Dexter Fletcher. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get an extra 20 minutes with Dexter. We laugh a lot. We talk about beginnings and endings. There's a secret. There's a video. You get the whole episode uncut and ad free. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Dexter Fletcher. Come on. Dexter Fletcher is an amazing actor. He's been in our lives for so long now in all the things that you love, from Press Gang to Bugsy Malone, the Band of Brothers. He's also an insanely good director, having made five Stone Cold Classics and now the TV show about the making of The Godfather, starring my girl Juno Temple and Miles Teller, which you can stream on Paramount Plus now. It is called The Offer and it is brilliant. We'd never met before. We recorded this on Zoom. I had such a lovely time. What a lovely man. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. He's fucking brilliant, he is. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 206 of Films To Be Buried With. Hello! Hello and welcome to Films to Be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by a press ganger, a lockstocker, a baby wow. facer, a wild biller, a sunshine on Letha, an Oscar winning bohemian, a Susie what? hater, a rocket man, a A hero, a legend, and most of all, now a godfather, please welcome to the show. It's the brilliant writer, actor, director, all-round hero, it's Mr. Dexter Fletcher! Wow! I I, I
2: was going to say, do you put on like a huge round of applause after an intro like that? That
1: It's just me doing that. Oh,
2: that's good. That's brilliant. I'll take that. That was great. Thank you. Hello. Hey, Brett.
1: Hey, man. Nice to meet you at last. Likewise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good to meet you. I'm a big fan of yours. I was just watching your The Offer, which you directed. Great. Right. Uh, it's brilliant. And it has my, my girl Gino Temple in it, bringing her it light. It does. She really and, uh, does. Yeah. She
2: she does bring the light. She's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she just walks on like a halogen lamp, does not she? And just like, oh, she... there she is. <laughs> it's like, yeah,
2: what's that? Something's dazzling. Like, oh, it's Gina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She
1: was amazing. I watched I watched the the offer, which for those of you yeah. I think is about to come out in England or maybe out, who knows? And it's about the making of The Godfather. And it, what mm. I liked about it and why I thought you're you'd be good for this podcast is it's such a like what it is at minimum is a show made by people who fucking love films. Like it looks like it's so fun. It looked like it would be really fun to yeah. make and it's so like that magic feeling you like there's just the scene in the in the first episode of Juno and Mars Teller just watching a take of a production going yeah. on and they don't want to go back to work. So they just want to watch like that yeah. feeling of being on a set and the real magic of it. I just think it's yeah. all in that show. It's all in there. Is
2: that you? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, not too fine a point. I mean, the thing, the beauty about that is is that we had the Paramount lot and that's where the film was shot. That's where it was made, you know, Studio yeah. 13. it's there. And so we did all our pre-production, all our prep there. Everything was happening there, and and so I kind of had just freedom to roam, and or just oh, I yeah. just took it anyway. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's there's golf carts around in the studio, and and it's the first sort of it's the first thing I've done in America, directed in America. And Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but uh, but I mean, I've done, I I worked at Paramount because Rocket Man was, was was Paramount. Yeah. And I'd been there, but I got to sort of prep and prepare and be there. So I take golf carts and just drive around. And there's this incredible back lot there, and there's incredible history there, and all the stages. And no one stopped me from going anywhere I wanted. So it was definitely that that wow. freedom that you know you kind of always want if you when you get on this. But it's one of the oldest lots in LA as well. One of the oldest yeah. studio lots, and it's kind of got all this history. So. The more I wandered around, eventually I started taking scenes that were written in offices, that were just people sort of sitting in offices and having conversations and dragging them out into the studio lot. You know, there's a really great scene with Juno as well, and andrea who's who's the casting woman this who, is on a golf car and they're just mm. driving through the studio well that originally was just written in the spin you know two people sitting in an office chatting and i was like well that's just crazy we've got this incredible studio so and then i got this old golf cart and i drove them around so that we got to ah. see the studio functioning and all that world and um sort yeah. of put it all to life like that because like, how often do you get a chance to see it, it not often and and so, yeah, I just loved being there and just took every opportunity. I mean, I made it, it was a pain in the ass for production because we had to wait for a Sunday when there was no one else there working yeah. and then populate it with people in gladiators' outfits and, you know, <laughs> yeah. cavemen and whatever, you know. But so, yeah, there, there was a lot of that. That I, was, I just sort of ran riot with that. I just took that opportunity. And-
1: How much of, this is my guess, having seen most of your work, and I could be wrong, but, like, you did Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know the full story, but I know you took over, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to, but obviously... I don't mind it. talking
2: about it, yeah, sure, sure. Oh. How,
1: how, well, how, how late in the process were you brought on on that?
2: Well, when they were actually shooting, it was about seven, or eight weeks in, uh, out of a 12-week shoot. Okay. 12, 13-week shoot. But also part of the story is that maybe not many people know is that prior to that, I'd been working on the film when it was at a different studio. It was at Sony originally. And right. a couple of years before, I was on it when it was at Sony with Ben Whishaw was going to play uh, Freddie. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. And we we got up and running. We got sort of we were casting and and um and it was it was Gabriella. We, we had a script, obviously, and um it was it was quite different to, oh, yeah. to what what they ended up making. But but that fell apart because of the vagaries of filmmaking. You know, you could even be in the first week of production and suddenly the studio decided they're not happy about something and, and they go, no, we're putting it on ice and off it goes yeah. and so it didn't actually happen but i was very familiar with i'd done you know i'd met the band I'd, I'd gone and hung out with them and worked with the producers and done a whole load of work prepping it we, we were always right. getting ready to go into pre-production literally like i think the first week pre-production and then suddenly so changed their minds like because the wind changed direction or whatever but they so i was i was sort of well into it anyway and that went away and then i went off and started developing yeah. another project so when it came back to me well, when it came, came to me, I, I wasn't completely unfamiliar with it. I was right, although it was a really different script and this new cast and where I, yeah. I, the material and the band knew me and they were like, Yeah, great.
1: How was it stepping on to set with the cast and crew that have been working together for nine weeks and you, you're now this new? Was everyone welcoming? Was it a uh, tricky first day? Like, how did you? So, that's quite hard to do, I'd have thought
2: yeah it it was but I had to ignore that I had to sort of get my head down and get on with it I mean I I forged a really quick and and solid friendship and relationship with Mammy. he was one of the first people I met and I knew the producers and I knew the studio so they were all sort of happy and Mammy was very supportive and and I knew what his concerns were and what to address there I kind of I've got a list of what I thought the problems were, what was holding everything up and what was really fouling it up for everyone. And, right. and so I kind of went in and decided to ignore those problems as it were, or, or just address them by just being really sort of like blatant and, and, and sort of like big headed and driving it forward, yeah. you know, just, Making sure everyone's there at eight o'clock. Well, just came right. Like, everyone was starting at eight o'clock every day. That's what we're gonna do. And and then, and it sort of just it sort of shocked everyone into right. Like, okay, this guy comes in and he's kind of yeah. full of energy and determination. I sort of went attacked it like that. And 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 the, there was a lot of love for the projects on there. They, all those people are really invested in it and they want it to be great. And you know, it's not just a job, as you know. You know. It, yeah. You know, making any projects, you've got to invest so much of yourself. So I kind of just exploited that. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? The best, <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, and and, and I just drove forward. And I and I was really excited to be there as well because I was prepping Rocket Man as well at the time, and it was all the same oh, period, the same the subject matter. So I was right in the middle of prep for Rocket Man. Right.
1: It well because it feels like Rocket Man is. Like, because Baby Rhapsody, which I love, is quite straightforward telling of, yeah. of a story. Yeah. And then you made Rocket Man, which is another music buffet, but Rocket Man is fucking like yeah. you're going, fuck it. <laughs> Rocket Man is so yeah. insane and inventive <laughs> and and creative. Yeah. And, you know, when, when <laughs> I love when Stephen McIntosh starts singing and it's so brilliant, it's just like, this, yeah. is, this is a whole different. <laughs> yeah. And I wondered yeah. how much of that was in relation to Bohemian Rhapsody, going, I want to do something completely different, or if it was always that way.
2: Well, it was always that way. It wasn't really a reaction to Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, it was interesting, okay. obviously, because there was a part where it, like, yeah, what, what are they doing? Because obviously, you, you know, you, mm. you don't want to repeat what they're doing. You don't want to... Uh, to, I mean, I mean, their numbers were so amazing when the film came out. It was like, mm. oh, shit. You anyway, wouldn't mind repeating thing, what but, they're doing. Yeah, yeah wouldn't mind repeating that. I'll take those but, Oscars. Yeah, exactly. Four of those, yeah, right. Um, no, there was always a, a very imaginative, let's say, or fantastical kind of take on Elton's story, and he, he was quite sort of adamant about that. And the first draft and script that I got, Rocket Man was... Had certainly had touches of that that I then, right. you know, uh, embellished and elaborated on, and said, "Oh, well, they could fly here and whatever," and or Steve McIntosh should sing. Uh, yeah, um, but but it was always, and I think that that was that was always a very deliberate choice from the outset. It was it's more it was more kind of. Of, of, in keeping with sort of Elton's persona as well, you know. Mm. No, I've always loved this tagline, a true fantasy, which I, uh, which I really loved. That was, that was sort of like the touchstone for the approach and sort of the world that we're in, you know, it's true fantasy. You know, when when we enter the world of this man's imagination or, or he's retelling his own story, it's full of this fantasy, which is really kind of exciting place to be. Where, as you say, being in Rhapsody was. there was this guy and he came from nowhere and he got to the top and he paid an incredible price.
1: Yeah. So, you know, my, I've got so many questions for you, but at some point we're going to have to talk about the films. But what, one, Uh, uh, one thing I'm also interested in, you're a very, very good actor. You're also a very good filmmaker. And you clearly love, 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 and very passionate about films. And then I saw you in like, I hate Susie where you didn't, you were so good. (laughs) It's such a good actor. It's such a good performance. And I wondered, (laughs) I wondered what it, Unless I'm wrong, it seems to me you, your main thing you want yeah. to do is make films. So acting now is like, yeah. I guess, it's a thing you do occasionally. And so my question is, like, what makes you do an acting job now? Like, why? when I see you in stuff, what uh, what is it that makes you go, oh, yeah, I want to do that?
2: If someone asks me, really. I mean, I, you know, people right. don't, don't really ask me very often anymore. I mean, I I've got a scene in Dungeons and Dragons as well that I would have did that I, but, but you know, I don't know. I don't know if you you find this because when you when you're the acting side of the line, there's a world and a space that you inhabit as an actor. That, that that is it's very exposed, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it as an actor. You know, you, you do have to navigate. And but your, your 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 attention to detail and and focus on on one aspect, i.e., your character, really is is is. Mm. All-consuming, and and you know it, you, you're in that company of of other actors who are all processing the same desire to be good and create something truthful. And 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 the, everyone's process is different and, and and kind of complicated or really simplified or whatever. But there's a it's it's a, a really kind of extraordinary landscape in terms of our people. When I started directing, anyway, and I don't know if you find this, you know. With, you know, when you're the other side of the line, that, that there's so many big things going on. Yeah. That's all the, the, the anxiety that's attached to being an actor that you're steeped. To, you can go, oh, mate, you really don't need to worry. You're really, you're, do you know what I mean? You could say yeah. that. Go, Honestly, you're really, you're good. It's good. Honestly, what you're, yeah. you are great. It is good. Relax because you yeah. really should enjoy it. You're told what to wear. Where yeah. to turn up? What to say? There's
1: Where, going to be music and, on top of it that's going to make everyone cry. Yeah, you don't
2: have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Really enjoy. It. And <laughs> and that. So there's a part of me that kind of goes, "Fuck!" I spent 30 years worrying too much, yeah. and it, and fear and nerves are the things that that get in your own way that stop yeah. being that that free that you need or want to be as an actor because you know when you hit in, you know when you don't, and yeah. and and so. When acting opportunities come along, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do that. Great. What do <laughs> I do? Where do I go? Well, that's fantastic. Work. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, great." And you just get to, and you get to yeah. see other actors being great as well. And I and I yeah. and I love love that. I do love that. I can't I can't. You know, it's like we just touched on Juno when we when we first. Yeah, it's like she just brings this light and energy and fun. She got that. Juno yeah, gets yeah. it. You know, she, she really does. He's there, and that's why she's so. Brilliant to watch because you're mm. safe in her hands. She's having a great time. She can move mm. you whichever way she wants you to go. And she's a really good example of that. And and, yeah. uh, and so when someone says, do you want to come and, you know, jump around a hotel room with, with Billy Piper and, and be a drug addict, <laughs> washed up actor, like this is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a proper yeah, day out. Yeah, that's a proper day out. That is great. I'd love to do that. You know,
1: uh, uh, and
2: so. Yeah. But, but again, people don't ask me very much anymore because I was always directing. You know? yeah,
1: yeah. If you're listening to this, Dexter is available for a proper day <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah,
2: exactly, for a proper <laughs> day
1: out. I am definitely <laughs> up for it. Dexter Fletcher, I forgot to tell you something. Yeah. I, should have t- I should have told you in the beginning, and I, oh. made, a no- I made a note of it and then I, f- I missed it. But uh, you've, you've died. You're dead. You're dead. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how did you die?
2: You want to say I'm fed with no socks on, surrounded by adoring. I don't know. I, I, that's 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 the beauty of it. I don't know how I died, mm-hmm. and that's what's really fantastic. It just happened. It and, was a real shock. Uh, no one. It, it. it was a, was a shock. No, no. I mean, people beyond me know that yeah. I've woken up dead, and go, right. oh, how did that happen? I, I've, right. <laughs> so so it was quick, painless, and and there wasn't a great deal of terror involved
1: uh, it was um I've... shall i tell you what happened because i do that. Oh go on go a jet on. engine fell out of the sky while you were asleep and went came through your roof and crossed you to death instantly oh
2: uh, yeah it's that that carries yeah that that makes sense that, yeah. that adds up that do tracks
1: you, do you worry about death
2: yeah sure i mean <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, I don't relish the, you know, I don't relish the end of, of the vast expanse of nothingness. But, so I you mean, think that's yes.
1: it? You think that's it? You think it's vast expanse of nothingness afterwards?
2: Yeah, I think I do. I mean, I do. I mean, you know, I want to, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, there's a certain amount of, of residual echoes maybe of you somewhere. And, you know, maybe our, our profession gives us a more a tangible version of that but yeah i mean you know it's it is such a complex and incredible thing at <laughs> the earth and universe and world and 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 you're not here for a long long time and then you're here for a bit of time a very small amount and then you're not again it seems to me yeah, that kind of yeah. does carry and make some sort of sense in a way you know that you know that's yeah. what it is and so yeah you know and then if you're lucky you're happy <laughs> at some points yeah. along the way you've got to be questioning it and that's I suppose part of the human condition is like we are acutely aware that that is whether you like it or not what what the what the end result and is and is so that's mm. i'd be a liar to be like no i don't I just trip through life <laughs> happily and not care in the world and uh <laughs> And oh uh, really? Oh yes, I suppose we really <laughs> thought about that. Yeah, maybe
1: there's a... You're telling me there's an end.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. I think that I yeah, I, I do keep thinking that it is weird. We, we we don't talk about it enough. We all know we're gonna die. We're all in denial about it. But equally Yeah. I do I do think you wouldn't wanna live forever because everything would become meaningless, right? If you mm-hmm. if you were a vampire or you would get bored, I think. Because you'd have yeah Doesn't yeah
2: it, i mean yeah exactly i mean it's an interesting thing to explore in your mind <laughs> and yeah i'd say yeah i don't know if it's the ultimate in kind of of self-obsession <laughs> to think well i should live forever what, that
1: i should live forever yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: I could do that. I could, you know, handle
1: that. What, well, because also everyone else would die. I mean, it would be awful. You'd just be watching all your yeah, everything would everything would decay, decay and crumble. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, it's it's. You'd just be sat on a rock, just going, "Oh, I regret that decision."
2: <laughs> I mean, they say hell is other people, but I think yeah. there yeah. come a point where you'd be like, "Wow, missing hell, yeah, missing hell." This living forever thing is uh,
1: yeah, there is a heaven. There is a heaven. While okay. you're echoing around the, the the earth for your work, you're in heaven. Yeah. And everyone's excited to see you, and it's filled with your favourite thing. What's your favourite thing?
2: Wow. That's that's hard. I suppose films would be high up on the list. All uh, right. It's favorite, made of My favourite thing, actually, is my wife. Oh okay. My my Here's what heaven is. The shadow without my
1: wife. Heaven is a million clones of your wife. <laughs> it's filled okay. with look, your look, wife. It's not like a <laughs> It's too late, you made your choice. It's a million versions of your wife. The furniture looks like your wife. The walls are is made of your wife. Your wife is there in, uh, in a million iterations, and she's delighted to see you. They all are. And, <laughs> and she wants to know about your life, even though she knows quite a bit. But nonetheless, she wants to know about your life through film. And the first thing, your wife and your million wives, played by the same woman... Want to know is what's the first film you remember seeing, Dexter Fletcher?
2: This this is hard. It's tricky. I think my mum took us to see 2001: A Space Odyssey when I was really young because she wanted. Yeah, she wanted us to. She wanted to go see it. Yeah, that's. I do. I do remember being in the cinema and and the ending really made a big impact with the with the baby in space and yeah, the, the, the big ending of that. And how in the monkeys as well, you know, the, the cavemen, rather, at the beginning, I just, I have a recollection of that and being in a big dark cinema, and it was quite empty. I think my mum's a big science fiction fan, and so I think that's one, one of the earliest memories. And then there's another film called, a Sinatra film called Love is the Tender Trap, <clears throat> that I remember watching on telly, an you know, old black and white telly with my dad, and there was, Sinatra was singing the opening number, and my dad was singing along to that because he was a big Sinatra fan. Wow! So I remember that, but oh. but the big, I, the one I remember watching over and over time what was singing in the rain. Is is was the big in at my house? My
1: favorite film it was
2: very big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's it's hard for it not to be. It, it's it's yeah. so phenomenal. But but That's I think interesting. And you ended up making so many musicals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, it's it, it's so brilliant, but it's also about the film industry as well, which is yeah. fantastic about it. You know, it's yeah. like, like dignity, always dignity. Is like, <laughs> it's like if you can't say that with a smile on your face and understand that it's about the complete opposite of that. That's you know, under- because there is that brilliant opening montage of, of yeah. him with no dignity,
1: <laughs> dignity. And I just always, always dignity, dignity. exactly, I and mean, he's you
2: know. Getting smashed in <laughs> aeroplanes and motorbikes. And, I, wow, I that's
1: it. very nice. What? Yeah. Uh, w- what is the film that scared mm. you the most? Do you
2: like being scared? I don't, uh, hmm. to be honest. And, okay. um, and I, I, I'm not sure why. I, I'm not a big horror fan. I, I don't like gory stuff. I remember, I mean, if, I, if you ask me about the first one, I remember being quite frightened of the omen, the right. original Omen film, you know, That's with fair. the nanny hanging herself, and this is for you, Damon, and all of that. I remember that, and, and The Exorcist, I remember those films scaring me. And because I suppose because I was young as well, and there were the kids in them, yeah, uh, do you know, I mean, I somehow connected to that. It's a tricky one actually, because I don't tend to watch them. I mean, I watched Stranger yeah. Things the other day, and that <laughs> scared me. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god, <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm easily, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very susceptible to, uh, sensitive, so. to suggest I'm sensitive, I am, I am sensitive, oh please don't, I, I, I don't, I don't really like roller coasters, I don't like that of right. control. Well
1: you're a director, yeah. you want being in control?
2: Yeah, I suppose so, I suppose so, yeah.
1: What about crying, how are you with crying?
2: It's funny, I, I, that was a hard one because I don't remember really crying at anything. The, the, really? I, I, I cried like a baby at Warhols, but that was when I saw it in the theatre And I'd not—I don't think I'd cried for years. I don't know; nothing (laughs) has penetrated this tough exterior of mine. Um, (laughs) Or I had nothing to cry about. Um, No, that's not true. But that made me blub. And then when I wanted to saw it at the cinema, I was really keen to go and see it at the theater when it came out— Spielberg's version of it—and it had the same impact on me then for some reason that I think it just sort of tapped into some kind of uh, uh, empathy for for an animal that had absolutely. No control or choice yeah. in this horrific uh, yeah. kind of life that was dragged into, and then that, then that sort of love that that young man had for it, and that, anyway, that just sort of somehow opened up. And I, and I don't know, if, you know, I was trying, I was trying to analyse it and think about it like you do, and I, and I didn't really have an answer, I suppose, but, but yeah, somehow that, that, and I don't have any dogs or cats or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not a great animal person, I, you <laughs> know. <laughs> few cactuses,
1: but... Do you... Like, Sunshine on Leith has lots yeah. of moving stuff. Do you ever... Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever cried editing a film of your own? <laughs> have you ever found yourself... <laughs> like, do you move yourself this, this when you put so it together? Good. This yeah. is so good. This is so good. I've done
2: No, I've got to say, though, look, good acting does, though. I mean, you know, Pete Mullen, for example, in Sunshine mm. on Leith... I remember when I was editing, uh, there was a thing that I was unaware of that happened on the set that he that he did that I you find in the edit that you you know you, when you're, mm. you're going through assembling things and and people's call and response as it were you know people's reaction to other actors or other characters and just taking a little bit of music that it was his little bit of signature music and putting it under certain look that he gives. And and it just it did it transformed it and you definitely get the feels you definitely get moments of and, and whether that's because you're so invested in it and you want that to be what it yeah. is or you you've managed to see it so much that you're then detached hopefully enough to go is this working as an emotional beat and and, mm. and is it hitting the, hitting the right and, but but Mullen for me he just there's a point where he looks at his daughter and in, in the hospital she's there and he's mm. and he's surprised to see her and he's just super happy and it's just but that was the power of his acting he's a phenomenal he actor. Man. So Phenom- he's
1: so good Phenomenal. he's
2: so good and he is so good and so th- there's things like that that happen which are really satisfying because you don't know if that's going to carry you don't ultimately mm. you you don't know if it's just like wishful thinking or the desire for it to be that but that certainly is a is, is a real treasured and and great moment that that, you know, it's like when he when he came into the booth to sing his song, Jean," oh which he sings at, a Kayleigh, his, his 25th yeah. wedding anniversary. So all the actors had to come into the studio and sing their song, you know, and he came in and he had his his, uh, his then-girlfriend, I his assume wife at, at the time, with him. And he just went in the booth and she stood in the control room and he sang it once and he just looked at her the whole time when he sang it through the glass. And she just had tears running down her face and he just wow. was... He was just warm and open and smiling at her, and just suddenly just grounded, or oh, Jean, or oh, Jean. Ah, oh, matter. He just sort of like growled his way from his dog, and it like Tom Waits or something. And she just had a tear rolled out of her face. and it was beautiful. It was like one take. I was like, great, that's what we need. That's that's what we're doing. That's it was so brilliant. It, it was so good, and and so and so it sort of imbibed with that 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 emotion, for me anyway. Yeah, so they that,
1: well, it, it plays. It plays, it plays, I yeah. agree. I agree what, does. What, what's the film that you love, most people don't like, it's not critically acclaimed, but you're like, fuck you all. This is the one.
2: Ah, what? <laughs> That's, yeah, what, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, it is critically acclaimed, though, because Paddington 2 is pretty fucking good. It sort of delivers it's incredible it's not meant for me it's incredible it's not meant for me i don't think i don't know is it meant, yeah, oh, yeah. meant for the world it's meant for the world it's a gift yeah because grant is just having a time of his life he's but i don't so know if you could put in it, it he's so good i don't yeah. know if you could put it in that category of like no no that's that's a guilty pleasure
1: because no, that's I what think- it is Listen, if the Queen's watching Paddington, we're all all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. What about Xanadu, Gene Kelly? Yeah,
1: there you go. Olivia Newton-John. That's, that's a go. bit
2: more like it. it was a great track as well that's like a worm in your brain.
1: Now you're talking. That's, Xanadu. Because
2: I, I I'm old school. You see, I'm old. I remember when it came out. Wow, Xanadu. This is rubbish. No, it's glorious. It's,
1: it's brilliant. <laughs> that's a perfect One Xanadu. of Gene
2: Kelly's last films, you know.
1: Yeah, God, I love Biden him. One of
2: Jean's last movies, man. I think, if not his last, I don't know, I have to Google that. Yeah. I wonder if it's his last film. Was it like 76 or something like that? It must have been. Yeah, it was 76, 77.
1: Yeah. Let me have a look. I'm going to don't look know. it up for you. It was,
2: oh, we, haven't got to, we haven't got time for such 79, we haven't got time for such rabbit holes. 98, 90, 1980, I mean.
1: 1980? Yeah.
2: Okay, wow. There you
1: go. Yeah,
2: it must have been one of his last films.
1: Love him. What a yeah, hero.
2: Love him, love him. Yeah.
1: It's always uh, fair weather. It's always fair weather. It's a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's always fair weather. They're, they're sailors again. That's with Sinatra.
1: Yeah, it's the one with the. It's
2: always fair weather. It's got. Because no, there's they're old way old friends. As
1: well. Yeah, they're old friends and then they finish the yeah, you know, yeah. army. We've just one day. They see each other 20 years later, 10 years later, and they're all different and it's great. What is a film you used to love, but you've watched it recently and you've thought, "Oh, this does not hold up for me." For whatever reason, it might be just personal. It might not be the film's bad, but your feelings are different.
2: That is tricky again. I mean, I wrote, you know, when it, I wrote a flip answer, which is like carry, any carry-on film. Mm. You know that that you know. It's a good answer. The time when you watched it in in a in its time, it was like. It was great. You'd sit with your family and you'd laugh with your nan and Kenneth Williams and, and, you know, tree and all these guys. But then if you just go back and look at them now, you go, oh, man. You know, I remember going to see the Rising Damp movie when I was a kid at the cinema. There was a rise, you know, because that was what the British cinema used to do. If 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 a sitcom was doing well, they'd make a film of it and you'd go see it. Robin's Nest, Rising Damp, uh, um, all the carry on stuff. Uh, Why the ones were there? Bless This House. I'm sure they all, they all yes. got a. Uh, Steptone Sunrise, Steptone Sun. One of the first films I was in was, was wow. Steptone Sun film. Yeah. No. With Diana Doors. Wow. That's when I was six years old. That was, yeah, Diana Doors. Yeah. That was the first job I did. I was like what? one of her kids. Yeah. Yeah. doors Oh, wow! Steptoe and Son rides again. It's the one about he's got a blind greyhound. <laughs> he put glasses on it, and it, it suddenly starts with. But you, do, I mean, but that for me stands up when I watch it. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is a genius!" <laughs> but 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 the Carry On feels. Like, but you can't help but love those things because they're part of our collective history. You know?
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and but they're just so. Of a time, I suppose you could put them in a, its its own little. Little yes of like, but
1: they are obviously you know they're obviously wildly <laughs> problematic but yeah. but they're also they a are. really good answer they, <laughs> they are also wild when you watch them you're like
2: what yeah <laughs> yeah no, wait, did he just grow a monster from a finger of another monster you know, i remember the guy, that is such a nutty idea you know carry on screaming you know, and Carry On Caesar, they touched on everything. They did it all. If you watched yeah, them, did. we did. You watched them as a kid, didn't you? Yeah. It was not, oh yeah, great. All the jokes went over our heads. We didn't really get all the innuendo. They used to have like a when I was little, there was like a
1: compilation show that was on like Mondays, yeah. like Carry On, laughing, and it was just laughing. Clips of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. chuck it all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's because but but I don't know what else what doesn't stand up. It's tricky because you're gonna piss someone off.
1: Yeah, you don't have to admit.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna stick with that for my answer.
1: Okay. <laughs> Here's, what is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is good, but the experience you had seeing the film will always make it special.
2: There's a film called Underground by Amir um, okay. which yes. Palm which Door was, Winner. Yes. 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 Fantastic. And there's another film of his actually called Black Cat, White Cat, which I really love. Okay. I really love both of these films because it was around the time I was getting together with my wife Aia who's Lithuanian and she'd spent time time theater director we were working together in the theater she was directing and I was in it which is over 25 years ago and I was at a particular place in my life where i i sort of had certainly given up on any any sort of serious pursuit of, of my acting career I was convinced that i was you know i was washed up at, Twenty-seven or whatever, um, and 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 anyway, I ended up doing this this theatre piece, the old Red Line, with Dahlia, and she, you know, came from the old Russian school of uh, of directing, and uh, was an incredibly new, per- an exciting person in my life that said. Oh, I went and spent some time on the set of Amir Costa Rica's film, Underground, and it came out. And I'd, I'd not really spent any time watching foreign films, but, mm. you know, or, or, or I had no idea who he was. or And so we went and saw it and it, and it just, it was just so beautiful and brilliant and involving. And that made, I think that might have moved me. It's about these you know, yeah. people go underground during the war and then come up 30, 40 years later and think it's the same more. it's a brilliant film and it's beautiful and lyrical and poetic and, and visually stunning and, and I was like oh wow film and so she kind of w- was a big part in unlocking or, or uh, you know my kind of adult world you know because i was sort of trapped yeah. in my child yeah, world. you, know, you know, know what I mean I, I'd had so much success
1: as a kid from six onwards, yeah, fuck. So yeah, Twenty years the, the of your I, life, twenty-one
2: years. Yeah, that I didn't exactly that and that becomes sort of debilitating. That mm. that early success becomes the thing that I, I kind of got locked in and she and and so that opened me up to the world of, of like study, look at things, there's stuff to look at. Don't just not don't just sit around waiting for it to happen and, and that yeah. you know, was a huge turning point for me. But there, and that was a great film, but there's a film called Black Cat, White Cat that he made that I just absolutely love was about this gypsy kid and this girl and you know uh, it's a very simple film but it's beautiful and and so those films are very special to me that's a really
1: really good answer and you're going to get 10 points for it okay (laughs) all
2: right right. (laughs) (laughs) go see black cat white cat it's brilliant i think you really i think you really love it it's okay it's funny and this great (laughs) These great gangsters in it who are just ridiculous but brilliant and very threatening and very funny, but they're scary. these... Oh, great. these. uh that's, okay. that's my answer for that.
1: What What is the film that you most relate to?
2: I suppose Singing in the Rain would be a good answer to that, in a strange kind of way. I can see that. Um That dignity, always dignity thing, because there's a incredible <laughs> amount of fun in it, but, you know, you've got to be able to know that it's ridiculous and kind of... Yeah. But it does, at the same time, it's... It brings so much for so many, you know, but but you that's not what the important thing is. The important thing is how, how you enjoy it, and and just there's a there's a real thing about it. And
1: I, know. and I and I and I honestly thought this in your I Hate Susie because I hadn't seen you act for a while. And, and you're you know, it's just one episode, right? Of I Hate Susie, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same as comes across in Rocket Man, the same that comes across in uh in all your work and in It offer, even just seeing the offer is that. It is full of joy. Like, there is a real life uh-huh. and love in all the stuff you do, including you as a person. That's a right. pretty good thing. That's
2: lovely. I, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I maybe it is that part of me, you know, you, that was as a kid, that was the place where I'd go where, you know, mm. to Anna Scherz, which is, you know, just the drama club at Islington 50 years ago. That everything was allowed all the things that you weren't really supposed to be doing (laughs) running around climbing shouting pretending whatever it was all the things that that were in the real world like sit down shut up don't do that there's not the time this was the time and place for that and so and there's there's a kind of freedom and and finding that and so i suppose the set or the world still allows me to connect to that feeling and so i do i mm. fucking love it but i'm sure you're the same I'm, you know I, you can't tell me that lasso doesn't have that feeling as well it's the part of the, It's this key oh. to its success as well That there's that absolute I joy it. yeah <laughs> you can tell every fucking yeah. line you say you're loving it and it's like that's <laughs> that's but you've created this character you've created this world you've created these people these stories that are yeah that bring a lot of fucking job but aside from that you're loving it you're having a good time all you guys look like you're having yeah. a great and and that's real you, and that's not lost on us it's not like oh yeah i went to work today and i had like, the best fucking time of my life right that's if that's lost on you then you're not yeah. you, you're not having the best time of your life you
1: but it seems like you 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 seem to have been working since you were six in whatever capacity, and you don't <clears throat> appear to have become jaded or you've. You, it's very clear from the brief time I've spent with you, and when I spoke with you on the phone, is like yeah. I was like, oh, here's a guy who fucking appreciates it. You're you're not taking any of it for granted. It doesn't seem it's not like oh this but, fucking but, thing. No, 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 no,
2: no. I mean, do you you know better
1: than no. that? You can't. But I know it's people like... who do. I know I know jaded yeah. people who right.
2: I, I do yeah I've seen yeah yeah I've seen that and I and I never got that I never I mean no. I yeah it's like we all are, are looking for a way to be happy you know being happy is not a given you know it's, that's always yeah. that everyone's wants that that's what this thing's like the eternal fucking struggle of, of living in a society is about like how, do, how am I happy and, but i do i yeah. yeah. i remember being in the theater when i was a kid and there was some old actors there and, oh god this fucking play oh yeah. god you know more henry the fourth i was like <laughs> it's like three hours a night that's our job <laughs> three hours a night <laughs> and, and i've been doing it for six months So yes, yeah, some people work in a fucking chicken factory for six years
1: yeah and doing the
2: same shit every day and like we're complaining I don't get it. I'm, like, yeah. I'm going to go and climb in the fly rig and see what's up there. Then, you know, I just fuck off or, or go and explore, yeah. you know, backstage or something then because love it. I love you it. could. And who yeah. doesn't want to see behind the curtain? You know, we all, you know, it's like yeah. people you say, I work in films. I said, oh, great. Do you want to come and visit the set? Yeah. Everyone, I mean, they get there and they're bored out of their mind. Yeah. But everyone wants to see. Yeah. They're like, everyone is it always
1: this boring? Look. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. You will see nothing happen for a very long time. But you do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Didn't yeah, you? Didn't right. you just do yeah. this bit? Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> Speaking of happy, <laughs> what is the sexiest yeah. film you've ever seen? And may before you answer, may I confess that it occurred to me yesterday when thinking I was doing this with you that you might be in uh, one of my answers to this question, which is the Rachel uh, Papers. Interesting. Which wow. was. Incredibly formative for me, and I think one of the sexiest right. films of all time.
2: Well, yeah, the Rachel Papers is. I don't remember not feeling very sexy when we did it. I mean, she was very beautiful, I own, and, yeah. and still is, as far as I understand. Um, yeah. but I there was a, there's a film called If. With Lindsay Anderson's, if yeah. we've with, gotten with, without, yeah. And I know it's a strange answer, but there's a bit in it where he meets this girl and they go riding triumph motorbikes around and she rides top this on the top of this motorbike. And I remember that being one of my first, like, oh, hello, that's fucking sexy. That was cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember that was if you to talking about one of the first times, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Shit, yeah, films can be sexy. That was, that was really sexy. I, I found that really. And the witches of Eastwick as well are quite
1: yeah. sexy. Well
2: what else is John Candy in stripes wrestling all those girls in the mud. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was like, be. wow, that looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh the list goes on. <laughs> yeah. That would do. Um,
1: Rachel, Rachel Papers is also yeah. <laughs> the, all the all the sexy stuff, it's very uh it, it's quite, um, if I may say, it's sort of quite lovely. Yeah. It's quite lovely stuff. it's yeah, it's, I it's seen really it for
2: a long time.
1: It's quite lovely scenes of lovemaking in it. Like it's not. Uh, I. It's. it's yeah. Quite, it's great as far as. It was very.
2: Un- it was the first love scenes I'd done, I think, and I was mm. very uncomfortable and, sh- and and I felt I really felt for I only because it it wasn't like the days of closed sets particularly and right. And it just—it it wasn't so bad for me, but she was 18,
0: you know, oh.
2: and yeah, oh my and, God. and I mean, I was only 22. It wasn't like oh, you were older than her, but yeah, just a couple of years. Not, I mean, you know,
1: yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, but she, the story, you're younger, than far her, more right. grown
2: up. I was, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But she was only 18. But I do remember feeling for because obviously between setups and stuff, we're just laying there in bed, and yeah, it was just kind of awkward and and. And I don't, I don't. And so whenever I watch it, that's what I remember. Right. I remember. Oh, yeah, of it, I, It's not. It, I don't have the. The I'm not removed enough from it to. I haven't seen it for a long time. Maybe I watch it now and go, "Oh my god, that's lovely." Yeah. Um, oh uh, Wow. Uh,
1: God, I didn't know she was eighteen. That makes that sort of makes it feel a bit different. <laughs> <was> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were probably that age when you watched it. <laughs> oh, I was much younger. I was much. much yeah, well, there you go. There yeah, you go. So uh, that's all right.
2: Yeah, so it's all all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <laughs> okay. it, it balances out. Don't worry. Yeah. It'll, it'll, uh,
1: so what about there's a subcategory: troubling minors, yeah. worrying wide-ons. A film you found arousing, you weren't sure you should, e.g., the Rachel Papers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't answer this one. i've got That one because isn't everything permissible?
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It depends, if you if you're very comfortable with everything, then that's a great answer. If you have no no shameful <laughs> bonus. But, <that's> a,
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Rem- I don't. Yeah, I don't have one. I'm like because all the things I wrote down is like weird science. You know, Kathleen Turner in The Man With Two Brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just these incredible women that stand Michelle Pfeiffer and Scarface. But it's like, that yeah. that's, yeah, all, that's all good. That's, that's all good. All that's all that. good. Yeah,
1: you know. Okay. What <laughs> is objectively the greatest <laughs> film of all time? Might not be your favourite, but it's the pinnacle of cinema. What Rah- is it? Oh.
2: <laughs> it's so hard, man. I mean, I want to say singing in the rain, but I know it's your it's yours as well, probably. No, possibly. you can you can you can have uh, but that that is so personal as well. I also want to say Godfather too, but that feels like a really obvious answer. But maybe it's the answer I should give as ultimately I'm here. To yeah. Let people know that the, the offer about the making of the Godfather yeah, is but available it's, to stream on
1: But, <laughs> but it's the Godfather Plus, one. Yeah parentless It's Yes, yes, it is. exactly.
2: About. I know, I know. That's why I thought I'd get away with it a bit more if I yeah, said two. So, exactly. I mean, look, two is fantastic because I just think it's so the scale of it is so good I and mean, we're in two different timelines and that's good. But you know, it's like anyone you know, Brett, it's like anyone says, What's your favorite film? It's different on Monday from what it is on yeah. Friday. Yeah. It's it, would, it's
1: so I would never know. do this podcast. It's insane that you agree <laughs> to do it.
2: Can I do it and ask you these questions? <laughs> All right, Brett, you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> we could
1: talk about the death stuff, but I don't know. An alien sucked your
2: brain out through your eyeball. It was painful <laughs> and long and protracted, and then it inhabited your body like a, a parasite for wow. many months and made you go I'm... around and insult every, everyone you love. I've just invented the most horrible death for you.
1: So then by the time <laughs> I actually died, once the alien left me, everyone was like, good, I'm glad he was dead. He was so yeah, rude. They
2: fucking he turned into a complete arsehole. <laughs> like it's like six months when he was just a complete prick.
1: <laughs> Mine was death. quick and painless.
2: Boom, was yeah. asleep when it happened.
1: Brilliant. Mine was pretty good. That's a pretty good death, day. Okay, you you can have Godfather Part 2, but... Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I thought i just hung up on you and that made me scared. What is the f- film that you could or have watched the most over and over again?
2: Again, we're coming back to the perennial, Singing in the Rain. I have watched right. it an incredible amount of times. And Scarface is another one that I've watched a hell of a lot.
1: Scarface. I love
2: Scarface. Scarface is, I've, I've, gone, I've gone back to, I can if it's on, I can stop and, and whatever I'm doing and, and, and watch that very happily. It's one it's of them rare so ones. amazing.
1: Yeah, it's a rare three-hour film that genuinely doesn't feel three hours. It never is boring. Yeah. It it races along. It's It always yeah. surprises me how long that film is for how it feels, and that is unusual. you know,
2: yeah, another film like that for me is The Colour of Money. Yeah. Because I love Newman in it. I just I lo- And I love that journey he goes on when he says at the end, I'm back, bang, yeah. you know. And he, I just fucking, I love that feeling that he gives me. I love that. Yeah. And and Cruz is just fucking brilliant in it. It's like it's that part for him at that point in his career who he is, it's mm. like and Mary Elizabeth as well. They're, again, they're, it's just all just such powerful performances. And and how it's beautifully shot. So I mean, but that like again, it's that list is powerful. I'd I'd happily watch The Incredibles over and over again as well. Though.
1: That's great. <laughs> That's very great. Now you don't want to be negative, I don't want to be negative, but we'll do it quickly. What's the worst film you ever? Well, seen?
2: you know, it's <laughs> Back in 1977, when I was 11 years old, there was a half term. And me and my mates went up, we used to go up Wood Green, me and my mate Ernie McCone and my other mate Phil Sinden, and we'd go to Wood Green Odeon. And we found that the fire exit was open, we'd bunk in. So we spent a week bunking in going to see The Amazing Spider-Man, 1977. Oh, wow. Right, the TV show that's, version. Yes, Spider-Man, But and there was a film of that. Yeah, and it was on. They put it on at half time because obviously they wanted all the kids to go spend there. Yeah, and we kept bunking in and going see it. We must have seen about six, seven, eight, nine times. Eventually, I was like, I can't watch this film anymore (laughs) because we just loved the fact that we bunked into the cinema. That was like. That made us cool in our eyes at 11 years old. But the film's so bad. And I even watched a trailer for it yesterday. If you can find it, I recommend it. And then I watched the trailer for it yesterday. I was like, oh, shit, they're doing these stunts for real. I mean, guys are swinging oh, wow. from tall buildings. They can't do it like they we do it now. There's a fucking yeah. stunt man on a rope. <laughs> yeah. Swinging. With Speaking a very loose fit, very, very loose. Yeah. Yeah, loose and he's really skinny as well. He's really slight <laughs> bloke. and And he never takes the, the mask off. You never see his face.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> like this, actually, this is maybe genius. So <laughs> retrospectively. But I remember at the time, I hate this film because it was, you know, you eat too many marshmallows, you end up eating marshmallows. But, but uh, this that original spider, answer. the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so I wasn't going to say uh, The Amazing Spider-Man and people go, what? But it's the 1977 yeah. much maligned but, version.
1: Which it's you've pretty... now talked yourself into being the greatest film of all time. What yeah, is... exactly. I, I would have watched the trend <laughs> like they, these guys were doing it. These guys yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. what, you have done I'd be interested comedy. to know what
2: other people come up with on that anyway. but
1: Oh, Tell me this: what what is the funniest? What's the film that made you laugh the most? Maybe not the funniest. The Do you know? What, I, I tell you about. what makes me
2: laugh is semi-pro. Will, Will Farrell owns a, a basketball team in the seventies. It's very funny. That's that's uh, for me. I don't know why it just makes me laugh. He's and he has this song that he's made up called "Love Me Sexy," which is like this <laughs> funk song. And it's he made a bit of money and he buys a basketball team. that's sort of like set in Detroit or something in nineteen seventy. <laughs> And he's just this standard, you know, Romberg yeah. kind of, but he has like a big curly That's afro exciting. in it and, and he's a basketball. And he does, he keeps doing all these ridiculous publicity stunts to, to keep it nice. going. It's just, it just makes me howl. We laugh. Though. It's very funny. It's probably not the greatest dance.
1: No, you can absolutely have it. It's not come up before. Dexter Fletcher, you have been beyond a joy and I knew you'd be great and I found this absolutely (laughs) delightful. However, when you went through a time portal and you went to bed to have a nice sleep and while you were yeah. asleep a jet engine fell out of the sky fell through yeah. your roof and killed you instantly uh yeah. i was walking i was walking by with a with a coffin you know what i'm like it's just strolling around yeah and i yeah. see this jet has crushed this house and and your family yeah. there and they're, they're all sort of wandering around everyone's fine but they're like what, what what happened to dexter and i said i think he's actually under the old jet engine and so we all yeah. roll Roll the jet engine out of the way and there's this echo of your echo, echo, echo text to go around. Anyway, you're flat as a fucking pancake. I have to get an industrial digger. I have to break up the concrete, bits of metal. It's a fucking mess. Anyway, I pile oh, all sorry. the bits into a coffin. It's all right, mate. It's my pleasure. Anyway. <laughs> I feel the coffin, but it's full. It's full. It's absolutely rammed. There's very little room in this coffin other than I, there's enough room that I can slip one DVD into the side for you to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. What film are you taking to show your two million versions of your wife in heaven when it's your movie night, Dexter Fletcher?
2: I'm taking Singing in the Rain. That's what I'm taking. I, I answer, that's why I have to stick with my... My true it. love of, is one of the you know great joyous films of all time. Gotta dance, it you is, it's, it's, it's gonna it's deliver every time. So. Dexter,
1: other than the offer, which is excellent and on Paramount Plus, is there anything Thank else you. we should be listening to, looking out for, or watching of you to come? Oh,
2: I have a scene in Dungeons and Dragons where I play a diminutive man, I've not seen it, I, <laughs> Amazing. I, I play a small man. Uh, but, Amazing. no, I just I just finished shooting The Ghosted with, with uh, Chris Evans and Ana de Armes, which I'm editing, like I was wow. saying, so that will be out at some point next year. Um,
1: Amazing. I've,
2: I've got high hopes for that. It's a lot of fun, again. It is fun, and they're Correct. wonderful together. And, so. But I'm, my my guest appearance in Ted Lesson. Watch out for that.
1: Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Dexter, what a fucking joy. Thank you so much for your time. I knew it would be when we spoke on
2: the phone. I was like, I love this guy. I love you.
1: I love you. Well, we Uh, said it all right. I Uh, I love you too. So that was episode 206. Head over to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Dexter. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. That is a lovely thing to read. Maureen loves it. I love it too. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Dexter for giving us his time. Stream his show The Offer on Paramount+. Plus. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come join me next week for another cracking guest on here. I hope you're all well. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbor Maureen. Yeah, thank you.